before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hey guys, I'm here with Coach Brad Lindemood. Uh, he has been coaching football for 18 years. Uh, his most recent assignment was at Reinhardt University as recruiting coordinator, passing coordinator, quarterback coach, and wide receivers coach. Uh, helped them to a national championship game a few years ago. Uh, spent uh, some time also coaching the USA under 17 football, which we're going to talk about. So, uh, Coach, welcome. How's it going, man? It's good, man. How's everything on y'all's end? It's uh, it, it is what it is. It's uh, it's about minus two degrees outside right now, so we're, we're trying to stay warm. But uh, other than that, all is well. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, you know, let's get started. First things first. Uh, obviously, you've been on some really successful teams as a as a coach as a player. Talk to me sure. about how the offensive line played a role in in some of those really successful teams. Oh, I think I you know. Uh, just to give you a little background, kind of philosophy-wise, the way things go with me is, you know, I think there's three things that uh, ultimately kind of dictate whether or not you're a good team or not, right? And one is the trigger man, uh, you know, no, no bias because I coached that guy. But uh, if you look around, there's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, right? And out of that, there's probably only five that are going to take you to a Super Bowl. So I right. think only the quarterback is, is the biggest component to whether or not you're going to have a successful team. I think the second part of that is your offensive line. Um, and then the third part of that is your defensive line. Um, you know, I, I think it's imperative that you have uh, a great offensive line. I, I think that just, it makes everything so much easier uh, when you have uh, great offensive linemen and, I, sure. and not just players, but also coaches, right? Because sure. You got to coach five guys. I only got to coach one. Right. Like you, you got to be pretty good, right? right. Um, so I think it's imperative. Uh, I've always said as a as uh, you know, if I ever am lucky enough to become a head coach uh, again, then uh, you know, I think my first hire is always a strength conditioning guy. I think that's your most important hire. Mm -hmm. um, and then your second most important hire is your O line coach. Um, you know, you get away with some subpar guys at some other positions, if you will, but. You know, really, realistically, your o, your O line guy and your strength conditioning guy—they got to be your guys. They got to be your lean ons and stuff like that. Because yep. only when the game gets tough, you're going to run the ball, right? I mean, that's that's who I am. That's you know, that's what's made us successful or, or made us successful at Reinhardt uh, in the past was our ability to run the ball and manufacture yards, right? Um, and not just have to like nickel and dime people with RPOs and and things of that nature things that no we we grind it out on the ground i think that's uh you know i think at every level of football you got to be able to run the ball first yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's 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 super important i mean that's you look at a lot of these big programs and 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 you know big schools and i mean shoot i can remember a year or two ago looking at the they posted all the the highest paid assistant coaches you know not coordinators and and it was all offensive line guys i mean all making making big bucks because that's you know, that's where your, your, your money's made and your bread's buttered. You got to have those guys that it can, you do. That, that, you do. that can get it done. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, you, you, you talked about, you know, coaching the quarterbacks and you were a passing game guy and, and, and yep. coach quarterbacks and wide receivers, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually played defense, right? Yes, sir. That is correct. So I was, uh, uh, 
Yeah. So yeah, just, uh, no, I'm just curious. So you played defense and then um, you coached on yep. the defensive side of the ball too. How, how was that? You know, how did it come about you becoming that quarterback guy and, and, and just talk to me a little bit about that transition and kind of the difficulties you, you might've had. Yeah. with it. No worries. So uh, I was a, I was a defensive guy in college. was a all American uh, kind of outside linebacker, strong safety, I guess, if you will, uh, in terms nowadays, it's kind of like that nickel Sam guy. Right. Uh, and uh, transition went, uh, had some opportunities at next level, played for a little while, did some things of that nature. But when I got out, um, uh, I started, uh, started a strength conditioning company. My background is in human performance. That's what my degree is in. Um, and I, I started kind of a training company as sort of like a tax write-off, have something to do kind of deal. Um, and it kind of evolved from there. Um, I, I, I kind of got bored and, uh, I had a high school coach that was a, a really like mentor to me and he was like, you need to get into coaching. So I said, okay, uh, you know, I'll go coach the secondary or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 go coach quarterbacks. So I'm like, man, I don't know nothing about quarterbacks. <laughs> and he, he was like, exactly. He was like, I don't, I don't want you to know. I want you to be able to teach. Right. Um, so his big thing was learning how to do it. Um, and then being able to, to teach it to other people, not tell them, not tell somebody what you did, right. or how you do it, but teach them how to do it and the steps and the progressions and everything involved in that, um, which was hugely beneficial to me, not only as, as both, a, a, I guess, as a young coach, but also as, you know, just learning. Right. Uh, and so I, I, I traveled around. I had the luxury at the time. I didn't really have a job. So I had plenty of money in my pocket. So I traveled around the world, uh, if you will, just investigating, seeing who the best guys in the world were and met some of the best quarterback coaches in the world and, and got to listen and speak and, you know, call some of them friends now um, and really learned sort of how to be a quarterback guy. Uh, at the same time, uh, I had some uh, major league baseball guys uh, in my training facility. Uh, they were pitchers. Pitchers hang out with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks hangs out with pitchers, and they all play golf together. Right. <laughs> um, so one thing led to another, and next thing I know, these NFL guys, these NFL quarterbacks are showing up at my facility, and they're like, you know, we want to train. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so I, it started kind of there, and then that really is what progressed me into getting into college and kind of working some behind-the-scenes things. Uh, with some NFL guys and things of that nature. Sure. Um, and then, I, you know, I, I just fell in love with coaching and I've been doing it ever since. So that's awesome. And and I think you, again, you kind of, you touched on a piece that, that some of your coaches forget sometimes, you know, it's not, let's, let's be honest. You know, there's some guys that are in this profession that are not in it for the right reasons. And, and there's some guys that forget sometimes that at the end of the day, no matter what level you're at, you're a teacher. And, and, you know, I think that's awesome that your, your, you know, your guy kind of told you to do that because it's, yeah, that's, that's rare, you know, like, Hey, I was a game changer. It, right. it was definitely yeah. a game changer. And I think, uh, you know, if, if I ever, if I ever go back to being a high school coach or a high school head coach, I, I think if I ever have a young guy, I think that's what I'll probably do with him. Yeah. You know, he played college football, then you're not going to coach whatever position you played. You're going to, you're going to learn, you're right. going to learn. And, uh, you know, I, it kind of progressed. It, it made me better 
you know, it made me better as, as both a defensive guy too, because I, I got to see the world from, you know, everybody jokes the difference between offense and defense. One writes right side up, the other one writes right side down. <laughs> right. Uh, so I got to see the world from both views and it, it, it's an interesting place to be sometimes because you, I sit in, you know, I sat in staff meetings and people will be like, what would you do if you were coaching defense? Well, this is what I would do, you know? So you, you get that kind of, you know, counterbalance a little bit, if you will, because you don't get down the rabbit hole of whatever rabbit hole you're trying to chase. You kind of get that balance. Well, having coached both sides of the ball at a high level. So. Right. No, that's awesome. I think it's, I think it's great. It's such an important piece that guys need to remember. Um, talk to me a little bit about, uh, the USA under, you know, the USA football under 17 stuff, uh, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of talked about that, mentioned that in your bio and said that was a fun time, but how did you get involved with that? And kind of what did that, cool. what did that entail? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, man, I want to say I started getting involved with USA football around 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Um, and it, it was just doing these uh, regional camps or uh, I forget, I don't know what they're exactly called now. I don't even know if they're doing them now right. since the <laughs> pandemic and everything. Um, but anyways, they, they were at a high school uh, and I would just go to the high school and I would start coaching quarterbacks or whatever. And then uh, I got asked by uh, Aaron Ingram, who was one of the high, high up guys in USA football. He's since left, uh, I think over like the last year or whatever, and uh, he, he was like, hey, I really want you to coach uh, this team. And uh, I was like, ah, man, come on. And he was like, no, man, I, I really I really want you to be the head coach for this team. And I said, OK. And, uh, you know, we're two we were two and one or whatever we were. Uh, we ended up losing in the big show, I guess, if you will. And the right. uh, in uh, in Dallas there at the star uh, or, or the new state. I don't know what it's called now. I don't know. Yeah, I got um, no idea. <laughs> But uh, it was pretty cool, man. So they flew us in, uh, you know, they, they give you your staff or whatever, but it, it was over like seven days. Um, and, you know, we were lucky enough to, to have some pretty good, good kids. I mean, off that team, I think there's, I mean, I think there was probably seven or eight, maybe nine D1 guys that have gone on. And, and, and I mean, you're talking about power five guys. Right. So it was pretty cool, man. We, I, I got to coach some really cool kids, got to meet some really interesting coaches from all across the U S. So it was a great time, man. I loved it. Right. Um, it, it, you know, it was a little stressful at times, but you know, you're trying to manage and do all that sort of stuff on, on seven days and how much can you really install and all that sort of stuff. So, um, it was cool though. It was a great experience, man. It was packed. It was, uh, it was just a great time and, and surrounded with some great coaches. So it was awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, I've, I've had a couple guys that I've talked to that, that have done the USA stuff. Um, yeah. and, and have always said that it was very rewarding, I guess, because you get to kind of, oh, yeah. you get to, I mean, first of all, you're coaching guys that you're probably not going to coach again, you know, you get them for just that kind of one opportunity. And, and then, yep. So again, kind of going back to that teaching, teaching aspect, you get to teach your, your stuff to them. And, and um, you know, they just, they, they loved it. Every, every guy I've talked to has, has said that they, they absolutely. Yeah, it was amazing. It. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, and, 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 and uh, the job that everybody behind the scenes did, as far as the people with inside USA football goes, they did an amazing job just from taking some of the stress off of us and things of that nature and making sure everything was kind of like just planned out and done and everything was the right way. And, you know, 
everything was set up for practice. Like we just kind of showed up and it's like, Oh man, our five man suds here. Let's, you know, right. so it was great. It's great experience, man. It was, uh, it made me a better coach, made me kind of see things in a different way. Um, you know, so. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Again, like I said, I've always, I talked to a few guys and kind of want to, I'm always curious about that. Um, you mentioned it as we were talking that you kind of had some, you played a little ball outside of college and, and, and got a few opportunities. Tell me a little bit about that and kind of how you got hooked up with that. Uh, so uh, I played at uh, Lenore Ryan university it was Lenore Ryan college back then. We weren't a university yet. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I actually, funny enough, I, I don't know where I am now, but I was in like the top five all time leaders in sacks nice. um, and in NCAA history. So I had like 16 in a season. Um, I parlayed that, uh, it was time to jump. My roommate the year before was actually seventh pick by the 49ers. Uh, so he was a baller, man. And, uh, uh, you know, he was kind of like, man, you know, you need to jump. And I was like, okay, so, you know, let me, let me go ahead and go. So I, I actually left early. I didn't graduate from LR. I actually graduated from Western Michigan. Um, but anyways, oh, wow. yeah. So anyway, so, uh, I left early, uh, got a prof- prop uh priority free agent deal whatever went to rookie mini camp uh made it as far as i could uh, ended up tearing my acl uh late in training camp uh you can't make the team from the tub uh but lucky <laughs> enough i had a good agent that kind of kind of set me up for some uh you know you're never going to play as long as you think you are unless you're just one of the one percenters right uh, so he kind of set it up where if I ever got hurt or something like that, then my payout was pretty good. Uh, so obviously I got hurt and I got paid out and I actually stayed on the team until the end uh, of the season because I didn't get cleared and you can't get cut unless you're cleared. Right. Um, so I ended up staying on the team for whatever. Uh, and then uh, sitting in the airport, getting ready to go home. And my agent called and said, Hey, we're, we're changing your flight. You're going up North. And I'm like, going up where am I going am I going Minnesota where am I going and he was like no man you're going to Canada so ended up going up there playing up there for a little while uh broke my collarbone uh once again kind of you know I never got hurt at all until until I made it to the next level but of course uh you know break my collarbone uh ended up getting released uh that was over so I came home uh at the time arena football was huge you know I'm 43 years old uh, and, uh, you know, back then arena football was paying pretty good. Right. Uh, I mean, he was on television, uh, I think it was CBS or something. Uh, but every major market had an arena team and, and they were paying pretty good. And, uh, you know, I actually made more money playing arena football than I would have made staying in Canada. Uh, so, um, I did that for about four years and, uh, had a blast actually. It was, I met some, some super interesting guys that yeah. I still call friends to this day. Um, and you know, we, we went through some different stuff, you know, it's a different game and, and you, you get banged up a little bit more than you think you do. Uh, and you don't have all the luxuries that some of the NFL stuff you get, but, uh, I had a blast, man. I went to change it for the world. Like I said, met some really interesting people. Some of them are, 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 are still coaching arena football. Now, one of them, uh, my head coach was actually inducted into the hall of fame. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, it was a super good time. Man. It was super good. I yeah, loved that's it. awesome. Yep. That's, that's, you know, I, I was able, I'm kind of the, not quite the same, uh, but I, I, I played 
semi-pro football for entirely too long after college. And so um, some of those guys, the, the memories I have from some of those guys who, you know, and we, we, you know, it was, it was very, very amateur, obviously, but, you know, there were still a couple guys that, that played that, that were pretty good and that were kind of, you know, right on the cusp of, of, of being professionals and being paid, paid professionals. But yeah, some of those, some of those stories and some of those memories are better than the ones I had playing college football, you know, it's, oh yeah, no it's, doubt. It's just those guys are different dudes for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, last thing I've got for you before I get you out of here. And, and this is the tough one. Um, if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen of, of guys you played with guys you coached against, or, or, or maybe guys that you were just a fan of who would be on that five man offensive line. Oh man. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Obviously, I got to go with uh, uh, Munoz, right? Okay. Got to go with Munoz. Tony Baselli. I don't know if y'all remember Tony Baselli. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's baller. Uh, Orlando Pace would probably be the third guy right there. Um, I played with two pretty good guys, actually. I'm going to throw them in there. I'm, I'm going to throw some, some love to my guys. Jeremy Phillips played guard. And then we had another guy named Sam Lester, who was probably the Biggest human being I'd ever met in my life <laughs> until uh, I got into the pros. Uh, he's probably six, 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 seven, three hundred and fifty pounds, and moved like a cat and could dunk a basketball two-handed, and was just a crazy athlete and just just a freak of nature. Right. So those are my those are my five guys right there. That's awesome. That, I love. I, again, it's. It's always the question that kind of stumps people, but I still like to hear everyone's answers because everybody, everybody's different. Everyone's got a different answer, and, and it's always just kind of kind of interesting to see what everyone says, who their who their guys are. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, well, coach, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me a little bit. Um, you know, before we get you out of here, do me a favor, drop your uh, Twitter handle or any other information you want the listeners to to know. Yeah, so Twitter handle is at QB Coach Thirty Two. Um. Uh, that that's all I, that's all I got, man. Okay. Okay. Well guys, yeah, give him a follow. Uh, again, appreciate you coming on talk with me, coach, and, uh, looking forward to, to talking, talking ball with you again soon. Yeah, coach. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like, and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.